Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. At just 19 years old, today's guest was nominated for a Grammy for a song that she wrote in college and her career skyrocketed in a matter of just months. We're joined today by Jamie Grace. Among several other nominations, Jamie also won the Dove Awards New Artist of the Year. A lot happened fast. There were tours, studio sessions, and album releases, and a growing pressure to maintain momentum. While these are dream scenarios for any aspiring musician, they collided with the symptoms of Jamie's diagnosed illnesses and center on a spiral downward. Today on Connections, Jamie Grace opens up about her lifelong journey with mental illness. She'll talk about what she was diagnosed with. She'll also explain to us why she decided to write her book, Finding Quiet. We're joined again today by Grammy-nominated Christian recording artist Jamie Grace. She was diagnosed with a variety of mental illnesses at just 11 years old. That included Tourette's Syndrome, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, as well as anxiety and ADHD. She's now opening up about her lifelong journey with mental illness in her new book, Finding Quiet. How does it feel now to have all of this, your story, out in a book? Um, it feels amazing. It, it feels like such a huge um, relief. You know, I, I'm such a, like I said, I'm such an optimist. And so I like to like, if I can like make people laugh and like, I don't know, like if like I told my mom the other day, I was like, I think I want to start wearing suits. And then I sent her a picture of a hot pink suit. Like, I just like <laughs> want to like, I'm just like, I'm kind of a lot. And so, you know, in my songs are really upbeat. And that's so me. You know? <laughs> like, I tried to like sneak in like little like, really deep, almost dark lyrics in some of my like really happy go lucky songs. Like my song Hold Me literally talks about like, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> like, I try to put it to like happy music. So it feels really good to finally have all of the deep, almost dark stuff, not dark, but just like real vulnerable and emotional stuff on paper. Cause like, you know, it's so in a song, you can only get it out like a little bit. And then I'm like, wait, 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 I don't want people to be sad listening to this. So let me like put some happy lyrics and like put a guitar over it. Um, Cause that's who I am. But I also, I just love that I got to just like type it all out. Like I almost kind of thought it was like a joke. Cause I'm like, I, I talk a lot. I think that's pretty obvious. And when the publishing company was like, yeah, like we want to offer you a book deal. I was like, me, I get to talk <laughs> for like pages. Like that was just super exciting. So um, it feels really good. <laughs> now we talked a little bit about the book. We want to talk about your music now. One thing that we find so awesome about you is how you use your your own tics and what's going on in your diagnosis and you put it into your own music that is amazing tell us a little <laughs> yeah, bit about yeah. that yeah um i have the idea to do that um this year there's a song called marching on and it's kind of something that's like happened accidentally over the years you know like i do this little for my youtube videos i do this little snap uh hand clap thing at the end of my videos which is one of my tics that i just started like doing all the time in videos and I was like oh I should make that my little signature sign off so it's been like this accidental thing that's happened but um yeah some of my vocal tics you know are different sounds like <laughs> um and like snaps and uh hitting my arm and things like that and of course that's frustrating but I thought to myself <laughs> this year I do a lot of thinking and talking to myself and I was like you know what I want to be able to take the things 
that and, and I'm not, you know, uh, romanticizing them, but I want to take the things that genuinely bring me pain and are genuinely a part of the adversity in my everyday life. And I want to show that you can turn that and, and, and make beauty from it. I mean, I'm an old CCM kid. So like Beauty from Pain by Super Chick, like I want to bring that to life. And so um, I, I recorded my ticks. I just like, like, not that I suppress my ticks, but I kind of do. So I was like, turn on my microphone, record it on my ticks, and I made them the literal drums uh, for my song, uh, Marching On. Um, and also the other fun fact, the other drums are the former Super Chick drummer, uh, Brandon Estelle, because he found out I was a big fan and he offered to play drums for it. So um, so yeah, it's it's literally just like my interpretation of like beauty from pain. Not saying like, oh, my songs are beautiful, but um, just my way of saying like, yeah, life is hard, but we are going to like do the epitome of lemons out of lemons. All right. Lemonade out of lemons here. Wait, is that it? Yeah. Lemonade <laughs> out of lemons. Yeah. Like we are going to do that. <laughs> now, Jamie, we discussed this with a few of the people that we know in our own lives who are struggling with Tourette. And by just showing them this video, we were told that they feel inspired to do more with their life. So not only are you, it's you're using something and you're helping others once again. Not only is it your book, it's your music. You're letting people know that despite having these disabilities, you can be extremely successful still. Mm, yeah, I mean, and yeah, I, th- I thank you for saying that. You know, I have days where like I straight up do call it a disability because I'm like, yep. Yep, that's what this is. But then other days where I, you know, it doesn't feel like that. It's just this, 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 this mixture of all of the above. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I do hope that 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 message, and I appreciate you saying that. I hope that that message gets out there to other young people and other people that like, yeah, like it, it's it's gonna it's gonna stink sometimes. It's life. Like that's how it works. But you're gonna be okay. I have my husband and I. We have a one and a half year old, and you know she gets upset sometimes, just as any other human does. And sometimes if like I'm on Facetime with one of my friends, they've kind of laughed about this a little bit. Or if I'm in the grocery store, like other adults will look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" But sometimes I'll look, <laughs> I'll I'll tell my daughter, I'll say, "Hey, life is hard, but you're gonna be okay." You know, like if she's like upset because she can't have some candy or something like that, because I want her to know I'm like, I don't want her to grow up with this concept of like, oh, this is all the worst, you know, just scream till your, you know, your lungs give out. Or I don't want her to grow up with the concept of like, oh, yeah, you want this, you can have it. It's like, no, no, kiddo. Life is hard. But guess what? Mommy loves you (laughs) enough to take this candy away and you're going to be okay. (laughs) Now, Jamie, what is it like to not only be an artist, but also to parent and be a wife while dealing with the health issues that you have? Um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely challenging at times, but it's, it's also really great at times as well. I mean, I think just, it, it's hard because I don't really know what it's like without, to be honest, um, just because I've dealt with it for so long. But I think one of the main things is just having a really great support system um, and community. Um, we, we very intentionally live very close to my parents. And so um, our daughter goes over there every other day for about a half day. Um, and, and I mean, that's also because my husband and I both work full time. Um, and then also having, um, I have about three friends that know the pretty like intricate and 
intimate details of like my anxiety and my tics and things like that. Um, and I have one friend in particular that knows more of the details of like, you know, I mean, it, it might be quite easy to imagine, like I've dealt with postpartum depression and things like that. And so I have one specific friend that knows a lot more of the the heavier details and we have very intentional scheduled detailed check-ins um, where she can ask me whatever. And if I don't, answer in a way that <laughs> that we've agreed I should answer then she can ask again um, or even reach out to my sister who's local so um, it, I mean it takes a village you know I, I I think a lot of times with mental health it's it's difficult to think of what a care plan looks like um, but I, I just like to try to and I don't like to compare you know adversity or anything or challenges rather but you know if I had a physical disability you know I might have someone that comes over and takes care of this once a week or once a month and in that way so we just try to handle it in the same way we have systems in place and um, you know my husband and I we have date night just like any other couple, but sometimes our date night is, hey, let's talk about what your therapist was saying this week. You know, sometimes it's not always pick something on Netflix and watch a movie. You know, sometimes it's, hey, like you had a meltdown in front of Chipotle last week. <laughs> let's talk about that. And what are we going to do about it? And I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but guess what? you have to. Um, so yeah, it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of very honest and uh, open conversations and it takes humility on my end as well to be willing to allow people into that space with me um, when it does get dark um, so that we can have um, success stories and not so much for the success story of like, Oh, here's a book, but so that we can have the success story of like, uh, I mean, just being transparent, like when you're dealing with symptoms of postpartum depression, like sometimes you don't want to open the blinds of your room to let the light in. And so it takes those deep, difficult, humbling conversations so that I can be able to do those things. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of honesty, a lot of humility and a lot of consistency. For people who may be listening to this right now in the midst of it and are thinking, I don't know what to do. I really like how, how can I get through this? What would you say to them? Right. Um, you know, I, this might sound like backwards advice, but I think the first thing you got to do is accept that it's okay to feel like you can't do it <laughs> because sometimes we have these feelings that are messy and just unnecessary. Um, but there still are feelings. And so I think if we accept like, Hey, I feel like I can't do this. Like, that's a good thing to embrace that feeling. But the only rule is <laughs> you have to follow it up with the truth. Um, and it takes a lot of tough love. And it might take some journaling. It might take some literal quiet time, just sitting in a quiet room or maybe some classical music. It might take a conversation with a loved one and follow it up with the truth. And so what I often do, just a practical example, I might say something like, I don't feel like I can get up and do my hair and hang out with my family today. But the truth is I can get up and text my family. Even if I can't do my hair today, they're going to understand because they've seen me looking messy before. Um, but I can spend 10 minutes with them, even though I can't go to the big hangout that we had all planned or whatever it might be. So, you know, don't shy away from those feelings. Our feelings are there, but they don't define us. Uh, truth is what defines us. 
And so you might have to talk to a friend that can help you remind you of truth, journal to help remind you of truth, read the word of God to help remind you of truth, but acknowledge those feelings and then follow it up with truth out loud, speak it in your home, um, because that is what that is what ultimately defines us. Now, over and over in this interview, Jamie, it sounds like you live with intention. You're intentional with your husband. You're intentional with this platform and bringing joy. Mm, thank you so much. My, my mom started asking me the question when I was eight years old, what is your intention? Like about everything. Like if I would ask for something for Christmas, <laughs> she would be like, what is your intention with that toy? I'd be like, you know what? I don't want it anymore. Um, so that is that that word means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Connections airs twice a day, once in the morning, as well as once in the evening. You can also find the podcast version wherever you get your favorite podcast from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.